Alright. Well, here we are again. I called this podcast, or whatever it's supposed to be, <laughs> uh, IDK. That's, you know, the name on the title and everything. Album cover thing that you have to make. For Anchor, IDK. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's a great thing, because I was just, like, flipping through, getting it done real quick. So, I don't know. It was a great title. But it's not just, like, a working title. It's, like, the title. That's it. Because I once was speaking to a friend of mine. You know, I had this idea. And I said, you know, if I ever was serious about um, making some kind of uh, podcast or something like that, I would call it the church of I don't know. The church of I don't know. Because I don't know. And if I have to have a religion, I would love to be part of a church that says, that makes no claims on knowledge. That says, I don't know. Because that's, that's the quintessential opposite of what churches do. Isn't it? Of what religion does. Churches, you know. Churches are about community. Religion is about dogma. So, uh, yeah. So that's why I chose. I don't know. Because I feel like it's appropriate. It's kind of ironic, though. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of Orwellian. Because... Here I am talking, and I'm literally talking to discover what I know. Like I'm trying to make explicit knowledge that I have. But at the end of the day, I really don't know pretty much anything. Now, I do know one thing. Well, I know it as, as it has the most confidence that you can have, whether that's absolute confidence or eh, not quite doesn't really matter because it's so close. Now, one thing that I do know is that I exist. You know, because it's immediately present. My awareness is immediately aware that it's aware. So, I can't, I can't go against that. I can't, uh, can't deny it. I have to accept that. I have to, uh, you know, admit it, kind of. I'm aware that I'm aware. And so I, I'm aware that I exist. You know, that's, that's one thing. Awareness is existence. You could put it that way. I mean, isn't it? How do you define what exists? Well, it's what you can see, right? Or it's what you can infer. You can see the effect of it. I think that's more accurate because actually you can't really see anything. You always see the effect. Everything you see is an effect. You don't see a flower. You see uh, the light bouncing off the flower. You know, you infer that the flower is there because the light was there. But you don't actually see the light, either. You see the... Uh, well, you experience. I guess we could call it seeing. You see the model that you produce by neurons in your eyes firing because they got excited by the light. You know, and, you know eventually, you're like, oh, I, I'm just... 
I'm, I'm just experiencing the model. I don't even, I don't even experience light. I experience the effect. Always the effect. I have a, I, I experience a symbol. Now this is a mental model of uh, experiences relationship to what we presume is, but. But I guess the point I was trying to say is, how do you define what exists? It's what you have evidence for. It's what you see, or what you uh, see the effect of. You know, and have a mental model, and then you put a name on that effect, and you're like, oh, I'm getting this um, experience, this data, because this is how everything relates to one another, and you know there's a there's a flower there and then we say oh the flower exists you know i i mean it's a roundabout way of saying we define what exists by what we can see exists everything that exists this is probably a better way to put it everything that exists by our definition of existence is contained within conscious experience. It's contained within it. There's nothing outside conscious experience that can exist because we only define what exists as what's contained within conscious experience. I mean, I kind of had that aha moment when I left the church, speaking of religion and the church of I don't know. Uh, eventually I figured out that, oh, well, if I pray to God and I don't get an answer that is definitively from God, by the way, which, how do you, how do you prove that? Right? How do you know that? Prove is kind of kind of brings in a third party element I'm trying to prove it to somebody no how do you even just prove it to yourself how do you know that the Mormons are tricky because they get you young and they tell you oh that is one of the things that God can do he can make you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you know that uh, Joseph Smith was a prophet Book of Mormon's true, or that Jesus is Christ, or you know, the term is Jesus is the Christ. They always put it that way. Jesus is the Christ. I don't know why. Like, is there a competitor? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand where those, some of those terms come from. But anyway, the point is, I realized, okay, well, if God is, um, if He's not going to answer me, then actually. He takes up the same space as the God that actually does not exist. They live in the same realm, so I might as well assume that he's not there. If I have no evidence, it's a super reality. That's the word I gave to it. I, I made up a term. I tend to do that. Oh, that's a super reality. There's reality that I can see. And then there's a whole bunch of ideas about why the reality that I see exists. And we're going to name those super realities. And they're all untestable. As soon as you can test it, as soon as you're like, oh, I can, I can knock that one out. I can say it doesn't exist because I can do a logical test, uh, uh, you know, an experimental test. I can test it. As soon as you can test it, it moves into the realm of reality or the realm of uh, unreality, not true. This is like basic scientific reasoning that most, you know, that, that we as a human civilization, civilization made explicit in like the 1400s or something. It's obvious, right? So, but... You know, I had to go through the reasoning in my own way. I'd been so in, 
intellectually abused that I had to figure it out. I had to give a voice to it. I had to say it. So, I did. And I said, okay, well, those are super realities. Zeus is in control of the universe. That's a super reality. The Mormon God is in control of the universe. That's a super reality. They are on the same footing. And I don't believe in Zeus. So. They're both untestable. You know, at some point you get to scientific conjecture where you say, oh, you know, string theory. Well, that's a super reality. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, if you can definitively prove that you can't prove it one way or another, then it will always remain there. But if it's something where like, oh, we now figured something out that we can now test parts of string theory or whatever, then those parts are not. They're, they're not on the same footing as any theological idea anymore. That's, that's how science makes progress, right? So... That was one of the things that helped me leave the church, helped me give it up. Just to realize that, uh, oh, is to put a name on what is unprovable. And I call it a superhero. Just put a name on it. You know, it was around that time that I was taking philosophy courses. I was. trying to figure things out. Like I said, I got educated on the internet, but I did take college courses. I just didn't. And I eventually graduated, but, you know, at some point you're like, this isn't giving me anything. I can learn so much more and so much faster just by querying the internet. This is ridiculous. But it does, you know, sometimes give you some good frameworks by which to put things into college. It does. Eh. It's a toss-up, really, for me. <laughs> you can do just as well if you're a curious person outside of college. Now, it may not actually be as easy if you want to get into some deep shit. I don't know, like, you know, hard sciences and stuff. But if you're just trying to, like, get educated to the level of the uh, average educated person, <laughs> uh, where you can just think straight, you don't need college. You don't! You don't need college. You don't need it. You don't need it. I mean, what maybe some people do need it. They're like, well, I'm even slower than Jordan, so I actually do need college. Okay, alright. For sure, fine. But if you're of average intelligence and you want to become of average uh, education, uh, ability to think, uh, you don't need it. Anyway, I don't know. How did I get off on that tangent? The point I was trying to make was... What was the point? Something about college? Something about, oh, I took these philosophy classes, right? I took these philosophy classes. Uh, and I was, you know, looking things up on my own, trying to figure things out. Um, and I realized that... Uh, if I was in charge of children's education, epistemology would be... Did I say that right? Epistemology? There we go. Uh, would be like a third grade course. You would start learning like epistemology. That would be a philosophy 101. What do we know we cannot know? That's what epistemology is. And part of me figuring out the super reality stuff uh, in the context of religion, but, you know, it was, of course, more broad than that, uh, was realizing that, okay, using logic, I can at least have really high certainty that I cannot know certain things. And everything that... So, that's good. Because then I can stop making claims about those things. I can stop making claims about 
deity. I can stop making claims about, you know, I don't know, whatever. That was my main focus at the time, some theological considerations. Which is just metaphysics. It's just, it's just saying, okay, what can we know about what creates the physics of this world? What creates the reality I'm in? It, well, that's metaphysics. It's meta to what you do know. Right? It's what you, meta to what you can observe. It's the cause of what you observe. So, that's why I call them super, super realities, because they're above, they're beyond, they're outside of the reality. Okay. They're super to my reality. Well, anyway. Uh, so, what was I? Something. Uh, yeah, epistemology, that'd be number one. Number one thing. And as I explored epistemology, I... I did it quite... Uh, when I was a child, I think... Uh, like a young child, like three. I'm pretty sure I was a solipsist. Like, I wouldn't say it or, or know how to answer those questions back then, but just as a default philosophical, metaphysical standing, I'm pretty sure I was like, oh... I'm the observer of being, so I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm what's going on. I, I am the experience. And the experience is everything that is, exists. So, this is what's up. I am, I'm, I'm the, I'm it. I'm, I'm everything. <laughs> I really think I've, I had that kind of attitude. And I don't think it was something given to me. I think it was just like an innate uh, assumption that I have. It was like, well, it's it's this simple. <laughs> so, I, I, well, I say that because as a prelude to the idea that I kind of trust myself more than any other person. Well, you know, my dentist is much better at teeth than I am. I, you know, I understand there's other people with lots of knowledge and, you know, whatever, but if it's in a realm that I can reason about, I'm just going to trust myself. I'm just going to reason about it. I'm just going to do it myself. And, you know, I'll listen to what other people have to say. It's not like I'm going to avoid that. Uh, and and I'll, I'll very, probably very quickly, you know, adopt the stance if it makes sense to me. But um, I tend to just... Be like, okay, well, what do I think is true? Okay, here we go. Because I've made a mistake. I, I've made the mistake of saying, okay, well, I'm going to blindly believe this. And my biggest mistake was religion. I've, I literally decided to blindly believe religion. And as a child, I said, okay, this one, I'm, I'm deferring. I'm deferring to the group on this one because I don't know and every time you defer to the group you're guaranteed to be wrong because it's a group and a group's understanding of anything cannot be as sophisticated as an individual's understanding of anything now the group's behavior it's expressed understanding through behavior that can be far greater than an individual but the actual group, uh, like the uh, knowledge, the party line, the knowledge that an individual can express verbally that says, this is what the group believes, that's guaranteed to be more stupid than what you as an individual can come up with. Because it's the party line. Because you have to cater to the lowest common denominator. So I made the mistake as a child of saying, well, I am going to defer this, this, this thing, this religion. I'm going to, I'm just going to believe it. Just whatever. I'm not going to use any rational thought. It's beyond rational thought to me. I cannot figure it out. There are so many questions that I have. It doesn't make any damn sense, but everybody seems to believe it. Everybody's on board and I'm just fine. 
I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to believe it. I'm just going to make it fit. And I made that decision about eight years old when I was telling my parents, like, I don't know if I'm really into this baptism thing that you guys keep talking about. And I remember them being like, wow, really? Most kids just go along with it. (laughs) They didn't say that, but I'm sure that's what they were thinking. Uh, (laughs) Most kids are like, okay, whatever. Baptize, sure. It's your domain, sure. But I was was taking it very seriously. And I made the explicit choice to defer my judgment. Now, I tried to make it fit into some kind of worldview. I tried to understand it and make it logical, but... I 15 years I couldn't do it you can't do it I tried for 15 years you you can't do it it's not possible you think I would have succeeded after 16 years the questions just kept piling up kept getting worse and worse well anyway sorry that was another rant point is, what is the point? Where was I? It was something in between epistemology and, uh, oh, yeah, well, that's what I was saying. I was saying when it came to epistemology, I was like, oh, well, this is just like raw logic. I can do this. I don't have to take anything into consideration. Here's, here's what I need to know. What can I know for sure? Absolutely for sure. Well, I, I can know that I'm, I exist. I can know that I'm here. Now, I don't know... I can know that I'm viewing reality. That's a bad way to put it. Really, you don't know how to word it. You know what I mean, because you exist too, right? I mean, supposedly. If my three-year-old self is wrong. You know what I mean, right? So, you know what I mean. But can you put a word to it? Can you put words on it? Can you define it? You really can't, can you? Because any time you define it, you're implicitly you're you're implying a certain view of what existence is you're making an implication excuse me and so uh oh man i'm way early <laughs> and so you don't uh what oh sorry distracted driving i'm in the wrong lane you don't, uh, what? <laughs> so I'll just be quiet for a second until I get my head straight. You can't define it. If I say, well, I'm viewing reality. That implies that I'm not what I'm viewing. But am I? Maybe. You know? You just... Who knows? You know, I mean, like... It's hard to go... It's hard. So it's, it's something you can't define. Ironically, nothing is also undefinable. But, you know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. That's... Uh, that would take a while, so it's not ironic either. I say that, but that's not the right word for that relationship. So anyway, uh, um, so I said, well, okay, with epistemology, I can, I can, I can start, I can do it, I'm on it, and this is what Rene Descartes said. He said, well, I think, therefore, I am. I cannot. Uh, I cannot, I cannot not know that I'm here. I don't know how else to put it. I think, therefore, I am. I'm existing. I can observe reality. I'm aware. I have conscious experience. You know, like all of those things are the same. So, uh... That's, that's what I know for sure. And that's the only... The question then became, is that the only thing I can know for sure? And the answer is yes. Yes, I can know that 
I can know that I am. That's probably the best way to put it. I am. I can know that I am, but I can't know why I am. Probably not. I can't know what it means to be I am, other than the immediate felt presence of experience. Uh, I, I cannot, I can see a table, but I don't actually know why I see a table. I don't actually know what a table is. I don't even, I don't know what the stuff that I'm viewing is, why it exists. I can't know. Now, I, I can come up with some really good uh, models to explain it. But everything beyond the fact that I am aware is a model. And in fact, technically, most of what I mean by I am aware is also a model. But there's a core of it that is not. It cannot be. It cannot be a model. It's the awareness. It's being. And, uh, you know, we don't know how to talk about this because it's so... We just don't have vocabulary yet. We just don't have a vocabulary for it yet. But you know what I mean. Right? You know what I mean. Just go with it. Okay? You know what I mean. Uh, so, moving right along. So I said, okay, I'm going to start there. And I drew a little circle, you know, in my mind's eye. And I said, I exist is this dot right here. That's me. That's I exist. I am. How do I know that I am? And, and this is where I, I get to the point where I'm like, oh, well, I guess it is mostly a model <laughs> because it's self-referential. Oh, I've made a model of my memory. I've made a model of my modeling things. Right? But at some point, I do experience something. I experience the model. So that's, that's that core that I was talking about. You can't get away from it. Okay. All right. I'm just going to keep driving because I don't want to turn the car off and get cold, actually. So. Sorry for the audio quality. It's not good. So I said, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, that's what I know. That's all I know. That's all I know because everything else is a model. It's an explanation. Now, I can experience certain things and say, okay, I have experienced a certain shape. Okay. But I can't explain why with certainty. And that's, that's the bottom line. So then I drew a, a, a circle around that, around the label I am, the little dot. And I said, this is the experience that I have. This is the world. This is reality. This is raw data, you know, as far as I can tell. This is the raw data that I experience. This is, you know, whatever. If I could just record everything that I see and think and do and say and everything, that's that. That's it. You know, you could basically recreate everything from there, right? Okay. So the, the world, what's observable, the observable world. That's, I said, that's, that's, in, that's in this circle. And then I drew a circle around that. And I said, okay. Inside this circle, uh, this kind of outer layer, it's quite large, is everything that, according to my knowledge can exist. It's, it's logic. 
It's everything that logically could exist. Not that it does. Uh, The super realities live in that area. They're competing with each other for space in that theoretical realm where we can make postulations. We don't know if it's true. Okay? That's what that realm is. That's a lot of it, you know, like you could say all of it, I suppose, is uh, things that explain what's on the inner realm, the reality, the observed. Things that potentially explain, that attempt to explain the reason they built. It's a model. That's a modeling space. I don't know how else to put it. And then outside that realm is everything that cannot exist. I know this can't exist. And so I, I know that you know it's out there. Why? Because it's self-contradictory. You know. Now, there was this little tiny uh, layer around that innermost area that says, I exist. This little tiny layer that I kind of skipped. By the way, that, that outermost layer, that, that's things that doesn't exist, it doesn't get a line. It's just, it just goes off the page. Right? It's just everything else. Everything that's impossible. All right. Because everything else is in that realm. So there's this little tiny, you know, crust, this little tiny layer around, um, around the innermost I am. You know, this is, by the way, the the most inside is the most certain, the most outside is the least certain to be true. I guess you could put it that way. The least certain to be true. You're actually almost certain that it's not true out there, but, uh, you know, whatever. So, uh, that inner, inner, innermost dot, the I am, there's a layer around it. And I called that pure logic. Like math. Math is an expression of pure logic. It's one, uh, it's a, it's a sub area of pure logic. Well, at least most math is. You know, the math I'm familiar with is, yeah. It's uh, dealing with quantities and it's absolute. So, um, what am I saying? Well, that was my map of epistemology, I guess, is all I was saying. And I said, well, this gives me some, I can do stuff now with this. I can now categorize all the information that I have into one of these four realms. I exist. Okay, that goes in the middle. Uh, This is a mathematical proof. Okay, that goes right there. Uh, This is observed reality that uh, could have multiple explanations because it's not a mathematical proof. Well, that goes in the next one. And this is something that's actually impossible. That's the outermost. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. And that was that was my model of uh, epistemology, of the epistemology realm. And I didn't know how. I don't. I still don't know how. You could make it any different. Is there any other map you could come up with? Well, you can describe epistemology probably in a myriad of ways, but but isn't there one kind of simplest way, maybe, that, that you can describe most things? Like reducing a fraction? Isn't there kind of like uh, the, the most condensed version of information for most things? So I kind of figured, hey, this is a good idea. And then after I created that map, I was able to put things into their proper place. And I realized even math is not for certain. That's why I said the only thing for certain 
is that I exist or, you know, that I am, you know, what it means, you know, I, you can't even say I exist because that implies something that implies that existence is quote unquote real, right? Why do we do that? Quote unquote real. Why don't we say quote real unquote? Why? It's, I don't, it bothers me. I don't like it. I don't even like that I did it. I'm upset now. <laughs> I am really a little upset about it. <laughs> so, I don't, uh, even math, sorry, I went down a rabbit hole on something on that existence thing. It implies that existence is real, right? I don't know what else to call existence, but well, it, it kind of is not real because it's observed. Remember, we talked about that. Like, it's literally a model. Everything you experience, except the inference that you're experiencing. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty. Uh, it's technically a model too, but. It points to something that cannot be a model. It cannot be a model. Uh, everything else has to be. Or everything else, you don't know if it's pointing to something that's just a model. If you're just making models and models and models. You don't know. But, but that's my point, is that you can't actually say, I exist, and have that be accurate. Uh, an accurate meaning of the statement. Um, the observation that kajito uh, ergo sum, right? Uh, you can't. You can't. That's why he put it that way. You know, maybe he didn't have another way to put it. I don't know. But you can't say, oh, I exist, because that implies that existence is real. That implies that it, there is something that it means to exist versus not. And there's actually not something that doesn't exist. There's... Sorry, there is something. There is not everything that doesn't exist. Non-existence doesn't exist. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And so what does it mean for something to exist when non-existence can't exist? What does it mean? Doesn't it means that uh, the ancient Hindus or whatever were right when they said that existence is an illusion? What you think you see is a model in your head, and guess what? The idea that it's in your head is also a model. It's an illusion. Everything's an illusion. Except the fact that you're viewing the illusion. How do you fake that? So I exist is probably not the best way to put that. That's why it's ineffable. You can't describe it. It's indescribable. The fact that you're aware, you know, you... you it's, it's hard to put an accurate statement on it. You cannot define it. So if everything you view is a symbol, everything you experience is a symbol, then does that mean everything that is? There's nothing behind the symbols? It's just symbols all the way down? I think so. Until you get to the fact that you are aware. The f very tricky thing is you realize you're not aware. 
when you go to sleep, when you're dead, what do you do with that? Well, I don't know. I have some working ideas about that. But it basically comes down to, for me, saying, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. One thing you could say, here's one thing you could say about that, is that non-existence is an illusion. Because you never remember not existing, can you? I mean, you go to sleep and you're the model is that time has passed and you wake up, right? But the experience is that you went through various stages of awareness, you know, dreaming and, you know, kind of this other stuff or whatever. And then you returned from those various stages and it was a seamless awareness all the way through. We attribute a darkness to it because we know time has passed and we call time invaluable or in, inviable. I gotta look up how to say that word. You cannot violate it. Inviolable, right? Is that it? Ugh, stupid word. Well, it's hard to say. It's annoying. Every time I come across something like that in my code, I just change it. I'm just like, I don't like that. I'm going to change it. Make it better. Make it easier. <laughs> Not to say, but, you know, to reason about or to know what it is. And what it is. Okay. All right. Well, I think I'm off on a, just a ranting now. I usually try to keep my mind in a chiasma state so that I can traverse down into something and then back out. But if I get to the point where I'm like, I don't know where I'm coming back out. You know, I'm just going. I'm just gone. I usually try to just, okay, I'm done kind of thing. Like that, I lost, lost the thread, you know, lost the point. It's gone. So, but I guess I'm not quite there yet on this actually. So what I was saying was, uh, what was I making explicit? Oh, yeah, that you can't. That was a side note that you can't <laughs> that, that that you can't call it existence. You can't say I exist and have that mean what you think it means, and it's actually undefinable. We all know what we're talking about, but we're pointing at the moon. We're just pointing to something that everybody knows about. You know the fact that you're aware, uh, but we don't. Um, there's not too much more that we, we can't describe it accurately with words. Because somehow that concept, or it's, it's beyond concept, uh, that observation, that awareness that you're aware of, right? that's the model. But, but the fact that you are aware So, uh, where was I? I got a call. I don't know if this thing records through the call. Or if it stops or what. Maybe it just goes silent. I don't know. Uh, what was I saying? Saying something. kind of a space cadet so it takes me time to come back to where I was 
ineffability. All right, I think we've beat that horse. Okay. All right. Okay, I lost it. I lost. It. I don't know why I went down that that trail of talking about I exist and how that's not accurate. Oh, I was talking about math. Talking about how you can't. Oh yeah, I was. That was it. Okay. Okay. So aside from that certainty of your felt present of presence of immediate experience, that's how Terence McKenna puts it. Aside from that certainty, which is absolutely certain, now it's only absolutely certain right now. Right. I mean, this is that last Thursday idea. You don't know if last Thursday actually exists because you're referencing a, a model. You're referencing a, a mental model of the memory of last Thursday. You're not referencing last Thursday. So you can't know that that exists. So uh, time, can't know that time exists. Um, yeah. You just can't know. You just can't know. You can't know anything else. That's That was the point. Is that everything else, including time, including math, including abstract logic that's, you know, has the word proof on it, right? You can't know because it's only a proof if logic itself is um, provable, right? If one equals one, uh, I don't know how else to put it, but all math rests on an assumption that logic is valid. That's what I am trying to say, I suppose. All of it, all logic, uh, all logical proofs rest on assumptions. And what are those assumptions? Well, I'm no mathematician and I'm no logician, so I don't know, you know, what the people have come up with as explicit defined logic, but uh, what I use as a substitute is one equals one. I guess that is actually a principle. That's the identity principle. <laughs> so never mind. Okay, let's start there. Yeah. Uh, if one equals one, then, then, you know, you can start building on top of that. But if it doesn't, and the fact that non-existence doesn't exist is kind of, in my mind, puts everything into question, right? Like, how do you build logic on paradox? I just don't know. I, I, I think you have to use the paradox against itself somehow, but I, it's really quite a conundrum for me. I just, the null paradox, I just don't get it, you know? Well, anyway. So, um, so even abstract logic itself rests on the assumption that it's valid. Now, is that assumption pretty much guaranteed? Yeah, but it's not certain. It is not at the same level as uh, your immediate awareness. It's not there. So it doesn't get to be filled in. It's that crust around the center. It's real close. You know, you can build things on top of that and say, well, if logic is true, then yeah, this is pretty much true. But you still have that. And, and that is unsaid. That's an unsaid assumption. Because we don't want to go around saying that all the time. But we don't know that that's true. Nobody does. Nobody can. So uh, we just have to we just have to keep that in mind and build the appropriate mental model. Uh, well, you don't even know if this model is appropriate because you don't know logic is true. But in the event that logic is true, building the appropriate mental model that defines. Um, Epistemology. That's the realm of epistemology. And I think that is philosophy 101. 
the model of epistemology, the, the its its realms, its its definition. And once you have that, you know that everything you believe is in a, is built on some kind of assumption. You don't know anything for sure. Anything. But you know you can be ninety nine point nine 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 percent true you know if you have to calculate the number but you can put everything in the place where it deserves to be is my point everything is um put in its correct semantic location it's made relative to all of the things in the appropriate manner it's put on the map you got to put everything on that map which realm is it in? Is this a purely logical thing? Is this something that we've observed? You know, we have experimental evidence for, but we also have to apply logic. Uh, so it's built on top of that crust down there near the bottom. And uh, it's really close. You know, or is this something that's out there? That's it's nearly unprovable, unknowable. Or is this something that is actually unknowable? <laughs> or is this something that is actually known to be impossible? It can't exist. It cannot be true. That's, that's, you know, that's the map. And I don't know, you know, I, I, uh, this map is obvious, I think, you know, it's probably in some textbook somewhere, but, um, it doesn't mean, uh, I guess, what, what am I trying to say? Um, I, I, I think it's, I think it's logically implied by just, you know, I think anybody can come up with it. That's what I'm saying. You, you sit someone down, you have a dialectic with them and they can figure it out, you know? If you just keep them on the right track long enough, they'll be like, oh, obviously. There's no other way to view it. Now, given the assumption that logic is true, there's just not, no, nothing else. Anyway. So that's why I would, I would make it the church of I don't know. Because I don't know a damn thing. Well, except that one thing. Well, you know, that's inevitable. So, <laughs> so literally, I don't know anything. Because the thing that I do know, I can't, I can't say. And the things that I don't know, uh, the things I can say, I don't know are for sure true. So that's the church I would start. If I started a church. <laughs> it's the church of I don't know. All right, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs>